Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 20th and 26th of June 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. It's been another incredibly busy week for research with 10 new MECFS studies and 20 new long COVID studies. We've highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail below. Paper 10 is on circulating microRNAs expression in MECFS. It is a short, non-coding RNA sequences which are involved in regulating gene expression, helping cells to control the amount and types of proteins they make. MicroRNAs have been suggested to be involved in modulating the factors involved in the pathology of MECFS, as well as their presence in the bud may provide biomarkers to distinguish between controls and those with MECFS. This study looked at eight different microRNAs, which have been identified in previous research. The research used 40 patients with MECFS and 20 controls. They looked at the correlation between microRNA expression and disease severity, as well as plasma pro-inflammatory cytokines and HHV6 infection and reactivation. Table 1 in the paper lists each of the microRNA studies and their association and potential role in MECFS which is about a look at further understand the Pacific microRNA studies. Results showed 6 out of the 8 microRNAs were differently expressed in MECFS compared controls. Of these, 5 of these were significantly upregulated. If further one of these was downregulated, microRNAs directly correlate to disease severity. No significant correlations were observed with the plasma levels of seven pro-inflammatory cytokines or the present load of HHV6A or 6B. This research has its strength in verifying results from previous research, where results reinforce previous findings rather than adding to the vast amount of research which has never followed up. This study also helps reinforce results from previous weaker research, for example, one of the studies which identified significant microRNAs in MECFS only used six MECFS patients and six healthy controls. This is also one of the few studies which uses in details the severity of MECFS participants. Here, there was five severe, 22 moderate, and 13 mild MECFS patients. Researchers consulted the results with the MECFS as an entire sample, as well as breaking it down in severities which is done very clearly and shows different trends. There are not many limitations to this study, however, unfortunately, they use the PACUDA criteria in this study, which is heavily criticised to diagnose MECFS, especially when it's used in research. For example, problems with the PACUDA criteria includes post-exertional malaise is not compulsory, which leads to misdiagnosis, and it's not easy to use on the clinical level. Like most MECFS research, this study was limited by size, therefore further verification of results is needed. In particular, the researchers could not support the role of the herpes virus infection, particularly HHV6A and B, as possible triggers for MECFS. Sample size was one of the factors meaning no significant difference was found between MECFS patients and controls for positive HHV6A6B infection and viral load. Additionally, this study also did not have age and sex matched controls with a difference in the mean age between the two groups. For example, the MECFS group had a mean age of 49.3 years versus the control of 33.4 years. In conclusion, 
We need more studies like this which set out to verify results and also help overcome limitations found in previous research such as poorly designed protocols. Hopefully this will lead us to a step closer to finding a biomarker and validating the use of microRNA for clinical diagnosis. In the non-COVID reference section, you may also find paper 2 of interest which is on treating long COVID. Dr Charles Shepard has also provided a short comment on this study. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.